0: Hello and welcome to another edition of the First and Orange Broncos podcast. I'm Kyle Frederickson, joined by Ryan O'Halloran, we're your Broncos beat writers for the Denver Post. This is a bi week edition of the podcast. We'll we'll take a a little break from football, but not a break from coverage. We'll we'll sort of use this time, Ryan, uh, to look at both sides of the ball, offense and defense, give a breakdown things we've witnessed, things we uh, are kind of looking forward to watching develop over these last eight games. Um, and so let's start with offense, because uh, why not? This is the NFL. It's a it's a game made for offense here's a Broncos team uh, brings in a new quarterback we talked a lot about Case Keenum in a previous edition of the podcast but overall Ryan I mean underwhelming this is a unit um, that sort of had pretty big expectations coming in and at the halfway point an offense that leads the NFL with 5.2 yards per carry yet they're 16th overall in number of overall carries so many issues where to even start for you what's the biggest problem
1: well yeah, you know, I think they know what they want to be on offense. They just can't get to that point where they can, you know, lean on their run game, do the play action, take shots downfield. Uh, they don't do enough of the early stuff to get a lead, start games well, start second halves well. And you know, when you're playing uphill, you really can't stick to what you thought you were going to do all week. That impacts the number of carries. And uh, it continue. The, the number of carries will continue to be down if this team shows that they have to play from behind all the time but mention Case Keenum uh, he's been average at best uh, yeah I'm sure he inspires confidence in the locker room but turnovers uh, you know a couple of third and twos last week where he didn't really throw a great pass so you know I think if the Broncos really want to see, you know, if the Broncos really think he can be their starter to begin 2019, he's on a seven game audition to prove that.
0: Bill Musgrave is a guy who's had a lot of stops over a very long career. How much of the ineffectiveness is on his shoulders, Ryan?
1: Um, I mean, I'm sure there are a lot of play calls we can nitpick about. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a big problem with what Bill's done. I mean, he's going to have a bad driver, too. He fell on his sword. Uh, for the uh, Jet game, I think it was. Mm -hmm. I'm saying he just couldn't get into a rhythm there. But um, you you lose Jake Butt. He was going to be a big part of the equation. Uh, You lose Royce Freeman for a couple weeks. He was going to be... You know, use your starting running back. And the offensive line uncertainty up front has really, uh, I think, stalled this offense as a whole and is probably going to continue to stall it.
0: And it's been an issue for offense and defense, but penalties have been such a killer too, Ryan. This is a unit that's has 21 offensive holdings so far. There's no like magic potion just to kind of fix this stuff, but considering it's a trend through both of Joseph's seasons, is this an indictment more on coaching staff than player technique? I mean, the players have to execute out there, but this is now something we've seen you know over two years now
1: yeah this is pro football you got to be able to block your man in front of you and this this offensive line's had trouble with twist games stunt games where there's been free rushers Um, and they've done well as a run blocking unit but too many times case has been under pressure has had to throw it away he did that a lot against houston on sunday so It's going to be interesting to see now how they use their tight ends because with this revamped offensive line, no Ron Leary, no Matt Paradis, Garrett Bowles has been up and down. Do you start using you know extra protection so you can get downfield so you can uh, go to Sanders and Sutton more often
0: and something we've talked about on the podcast before but I think getting Philip Lindsay more involved in the pass game makes a lot of sense too right to aid with some of that offensive line stuff seems like Case getting the ball out of his hands quicker would be good for everybody using Lindsay in the flat getting him in space well that's a no-brainer too right
1: yeah I mean you would think this team this has not been a big screen team this year Um, and and they trust Devontae Booker on third down in terms of the protection aspect in terms of receiver aspect with Freeman being out Lindsay's had to carry that every down roll which will probably limit his catches but I think I think in the front of their mind the Broncos are looking at seven games left how much is too much for Philip Lindsay he's taken all the hits so far he's gotten up every time Mm -hmm. but to keep him at maximum efficiency do they need to maybe use those touches as carries instead of uh instead of catches
0: right right so Ryan as, as we turn a little bit here on more of a positive note and, and look at some of the good things that have happened on offense um, you know because this has been a team that's been able to move the ball that they're they're in the top 10 in the league I think in yards per game uh, the problem is they can't score it really once they get down there but for you among all these players who, who've really been standouts who's your MVP I mean I, I don't know you can really give it to Keenum because I want to even if he's been but he's got some role players who've been pretty special this year who, who's the guy that you'd say has been the best
1: well I'll go with Emmanuel Sanders, because he's made a lot of big plays, and the attention is going to be on him now that Thomas has been traded. Uh, you know, Emmanuel had a great training camp. Sometimes that doesn't carry over. For him, it has carried over. Uh, you know, he's running good routes, knows how to get open versus zone and man coverage. Back a you know, uh, second runner, first runner up for MVP would have to be Phil lindsey Completely impressed by what he's doing. Uh, even during camp, I thought he'd be like a super gadget guy you know five ten plays a game you know five to seven touches well he's exploded beyond that and the fact that he can run uh inside the tackles bounce off guys break tackles get extra yards is why you're seeing so much of them
0: I think it's pretty hard to argue with your logic on either of those guys. Let's hit on both of them again really quick. Sanders first, uh, a guy who's due over $12 million uh, in cap uh, next year. Uh, He's playing like he's the number one receiver on this team. He is utilized that way. When they get rid of DT, does that secure Emmanuel's future, you think, maybe more long-term than it would have been that the Broncos need a guy like him in the locker room. He's producing well. Why not keep him around?
1: Well, I think they need him from a production standpoint more than a leadership standpoint. Um, And I thought the Thomas trade sort of clinched Sanders' return in 2019. You know, you got room for one receiver at that kind of number, but not two. Sutton's on a rookie deal. Hamilton's on a rookie deal. Tim Patrick's on an undrafted rookie deal. So you save a lot of money with those guys that you can afford to pay to Sanders. And, And I think... You know, we go back to camp when people say, why would you keep Booker instead of D'Angelo Henderson? Well, you can't have an all-rookie room. You need somebody who's at least played. And I think Sanders' production warrants him being back next year, and I think he will be
0: for sure and to talk about lindsey again i mean the guy's been incredible in terms of what was expected of him and what he's produced 591 yards that's six in the nfl third in the fc uh first among rookies ryan at what point do we say all right this guy is the leading contender for offensive rookie of the year is it the fact that the broncos have struggled hurt his candidacy there's some other high profile guys who've done well but at the halfway point if he's leading all these guys i mean he's got to at least be high in that conversation
1: yeah i think it should be between him and saquon barkley uh none of the rookie quarterbacks even though we're playing have emerged to garner consideration for that so i on offense and, and also receivers, nobody's really jumped off the page in terms of it being a rookie either. So I think it's going to be Barkley and Lindsey. I think Saquon's going to end up the year with better numbers because he is the franchise back for the Giants. There's no Royce Freeman to compliment him. So, uh, but if Phil can score some more touchdowns and maybe win a couple more games, um, I think it'd be a great story. He should definitely earn a trip to the awards as a finalist.
0: He's on pace for a thousand yards. Do you think he gets there?
1: Um, I don't think he gets there because I think you get Freeman back. And you know even though they're three and six, you do play some teams that are a little closer to you in the standings, Cleveland, San Francisco, Oakland where maybe you can run it a little bit more and split the carries. Uh, but um, if he gets if he's at like 880 going into that last game, they should uh, make sure he uh, gets it.
0: For sure, Ryan, lots of uh, interesting storylines to follow as this season goes on. That will wrap it up for us here at the First and Orange podcast. Uh, be sure to subscribe and be looking out for the next segment uh, reviewing defensive play uh, from the first eight games of this Broncos season. Uh, be sure to check out all of our content at denverpost.com. Uh, you can also pick us up every single day in the Denver Post. and We will see you guys next time.